0: Welcome to the second season of Alternative Parenting Podcast, where we learn how to guide our kids to find their own path while supporting them in cultivating traits that will empower them to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, and satisfaction. I'm your host, Efrat Amira. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Raising kids means juggling between a lot of different needs. Your kids, your own, your partners. It can be very tricky and we as parents, especially as mamas, tend to put our needs in the last priority. About five years ago, I pulled my oldest son out of preschool and decided to homeschool him. When I started that journey, the first thing that I needed to make sure of is that my needs were getting met. If not, I felt that I wouldn't be able to take on the task of homeschooling. Through the years, I learned to juggle everyone's needs. It's never perfect and it's always changing, but I try my best to give each one of us what we need in order to live a life of well-being. At that time, I had my oldest, who was 4, and my middle son, who was a baby. In those ages, our kids need a lot from us. When babies are born, our job as parents is to fulfill their basic needs for survival, provide nutrition, keep them warm and safe, soothe them, interact with them in a way that shows our interest and care. The way we take care of these basic survival needs will determine how our children learn to view themselves, relationships, and the world. This will determine the quality of attachment that they develop and will give them a sturdy or fragile foundation. As our kids grow up, their needs change, and the way we take care of those needs changes as well. In their book, The Myth of Normal, Gabor Mate and Daniel Mate talk about the irreducible needs of children, as stated by Gordon Neufeld. These are irreducible needs for a child to reach her true potential. Once we satisfy these needs, our children will naturally mature and become fully human. The first need is the attachment relationship. Children need to feel a deep sense of connection to those responsible for them. The parent's job is to attune to the child's emotional needs. The second one is a sense of attachment security. This security lets the child rest from the need to earn his right to be who he is and as he is. This is fundamental for his healthy development and maturation. Emotional, social, and intellectual growth will follow. The third irreducible need is permission to feel one's emotions, especially grief, anger, sadness, and pain. The safety to remain vulnerable. Emotions are the engine of maturation. When children lose their tender feelings, they become stuck in their insecurity. For the emotions to remain accessible, the environment must allow them to be safely experienced. The child needs to feel that when he expresses these feelings, he does not risk the relationship with the caregiver. The fourth need is the experience of free play in order to mature. Play is a requirement for a healthy development for all mammalian species. Authentic play, interactive, and person-to-person play. Our kids need so much from us, but if we give them these fundamentals, We are giving them what is really needed for a healthy, emotional, relational, mental development. You see, our kids don't need us to be with them all the time. They do need us present and attuned to them when we are with them. They need to feel that they are welcome and wanted exactly as they are, without having to prove anything or earn our love. But as stated in the book, and I quote, Children's sense of security, trust in the world, interrelationship with others and above all connection to their authentic emotions hinge on the consistent availability of attuned, non-stressed, and emotionally reliable caregivers the more stressed or distracted the latter the shakier the emotional architecture of the child's mind will be End quote. getting kids needs met let alone a baby's needs can be very overwhelming I believe that in order to take care of everyone's needs, our needs as parents have to be in a very high priority. This is one reason that I'm not advocating for attachment parenting, for example, although I do practice this type of parenting with my kids in my own imperfect way. In attachment parenting, the parent stays continually in body closeness with the infant, baby and toddler. This approach encourages breastfeeding, if possible, baby-wearing, co sleeping and more. Although I truly believe these practices are beneficial, they stop being valuable when they take a too big of a toll on the parent. For me, for example, the baby-wearing was unbearable. I suffered from backache, and that just made me very exhausted and impatient to take care of my baby's other needs. The same goes for any parenting style or education approach we decide to embrace. If it starts to be too draining for us as parents to the point where we lose the ability to be present and enjoy the company of our kids, then that should be a red flag for us. This means that there needs to be a change. Something is not working for us or for our kids. That is why, as parents, we need to know our limits. This is extremely individual, as each one of us has a different capacity to be with our kids. Each one of us needs different amount of sleep hours to be rejuvenated. Each one gets his cup filled in different ways. The key is to be attentive to yourself. Know your limitations. Know your boundaries. If you feel like you are constantly drained, you are constantly edgy, tired, and even depressed, chances are that you are burnt out. This means that your biggest task right now is to take care of your needs. Remember the list of irreducible needs I talked about in the beginning of this chapter? We can do and do and do for our kids, but if we are too burned out, we won't be able to give them a sense of deep connection that they need. We won't be able to hold space for them and allow them to be who they are and support them in their intense feelings. Taking care of yourself starts with the small things. The first step is to take care of your most basic needs. If you're hungry, eat. And I'm not talking about the kids' leftovers or snacks. I am talking about really nourishing yourself. Drink enough water. Go to the bathroom when you need to without holding it. This may sound so basic, but us as parents know how sometimes even these basic needs are hard to satisfy when we have little ones in the house. Next step, take breaks. I know that your to-do list is endless. Mine is too. But doing more and more won't make it shorter. There will always be one more thing to do. Putting so much pressure on yourself and on your body isn't worth it. Take breaks. When your legs hurt, sit down for a few minutes. Rest. If your back hurts, stretch a bit. If you are stressed and not breathing properly, stop for a few seconds and take a few conscious breaths. Make your exhales longer than your inhales to activate your parasympathetic system that brings you into a state of calm. Doing these basic steps will change your daily experience, will make you more calm and less reactive, and you will find the joy of being with your kids. Another exercise I want to suggest is to imagine what would be the perfect day for you. What would you do first thing in the morning? What does your schedule look like? How many hours are you spending at work? How many hours are you spending with your kids? How often are you connecting with your partner? How are you getting exercise? What kind of exercise are you doing? When are you meeting with friends? What is your evening ritual? When are you going to sleep? This exercise will reveal a lot. You may learn that the way that you are living now is very far from the way that you wish for yourself. Or maybe the opposite will be true. After you got that figured out, try to see how you can make as much of these things happen. Can you ask from your partner for more help? Can you wake up earlier to have some time for yourself? Can you hire someone to help so you can go out more or go exercise? How can you spend more quality time with your children? How can you connect with your partner? Be creative. Clearly, some of the things you wish for won't be possible right now but maybe later they will. Another way of taking care of yourself is checking your personal boundaries. Ask yourself what in your life or who in your life is causing unnecessary stress and discomfort. What in your day fills your cup? And what drains you? You can draw boundaries around the people you meet, the time you spend on social media. You can eliminate things from your schedule that are not truly benefiting you. The last thing I wanted to mention about taking care of your needs, and this is probably the hardest one, many of us, especially moms, don't believe that we deserve to take care of our needs. We feel like we are selfish for wanting to take care of ourselves. Our culture teaches us that mothers need to put their needs aside and put our children's needs above our own. But as long as we believe that we don't deserve to take care of ourselves, it will be very hard for us to do so. If this is your case, as was mine, try this next exercise. Complete the sentence. Taking care of me is... I'm sure many of you out there will complete the sentence with selfish or wrong or neglectful or something similar. If this is your case, first acknowledge that this is your belief. Most likely, that is more than any other objective difficulty What is keeping you from taking care of yourself? Next, try to feel your feelings and sensations when you say this to yourself. Taking care of my needs is selfish. You're actually saying that your needs don't matter. Maybe you believe that you don't matter. Take a minute or two to really be present here. I know this is hard. I feel you. All of you. Try to understand why you are believing this. When did you start believing this? Is this something you are carrying with you from your childhood? Or did you start believing this when you had children? Challenge yourself. Is it true that you are selfish for wanting to take care of yourself? If this is hard for you to answer, think about other people. Is it selfish for your partner or your friend to want to take care of themselves? Think about how your life would be if you had a different belief. Maybe something like, My needs matter. I deserve to take care of myself. Taking care of myself will benefit everyone around me. Imagine how different your life would be if you took care of yourself. How would it affect your loved ones? How would it affect your stress levels, your health? How are you feeling when you imagine yourself with your cup full? Immerse yourself in this feeling for a minute or two. Really soak it in. Changing our limiting beliefs is hard work, and even when we are in a process of changing our beliefs, they sometimes creep back up on us. A good way to start implementing a new belief is by repeating your new belief on a daily basis. You can write it on a note in different places in your house where you can see it and be reminded of it. Put it on your mirror so you can see it first thing in the morning, on your fridge in the car. Start putting your new belief into practice. Start with the small things and see how that makes you feel. Our kids need to learn that we as parents have needs as well and that we take care of ourselves. We model for them how to take care of their needs when they grow up. I hope these practices were beneficial for you and will help you take the first step to start taking care of yourself. Your kids need you strong, relaxed, rejuvenated and present. This is the best gift you can give them. Talk to you next week. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and was inspired to make small shifts in your parenting that will support your kids to bring forth their full potential while living a life of ease and well-being. To support the show, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. Leaving a comment can be very helpful in promoting the show on the podcast platform. If you think that this can benefit other parents, please share this podcast with them. I invite you also to follow my Instagram account, Alternative Parenting Coach, and join my private Facebook group, Alternative Parenting, where I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode, what you learned, what inspired you, or what you didn't agree with. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me, as we are all in this process together, living, learning, and evolving. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon.